Hello, and welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we'll talk with Marcus Moore of Fairfax Connector about the Commuter Benefits Program and the benefits of taking transit. So, Marcus, thanks for uh, being with us on The County Conversation. Oh, good morning, Jim. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely, absolutely. On the county conversation, part of our uh, agenda, if you will, is to, in addition to learning about programs and services with the county, is to learn about the county employee. So how long have you been with Fairfax Connector and, and been with Fairfax County? Uh, well, Jim, I've been with the Department of Transportation. It's actually going on about 10 years now. I think oh, wow. this year will be my 10th year. Uh, so I've been with the department all 10 years. Um, I came on as a planning technician, and uh, hmm. I'm currently in the role of a transportation planner, too. Uh, but my current role is uh, employer outreach specialist. Okay, Tra- transit planning or transportation planning. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's that sounds uh, complicated to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, th- there's a number. There's a number of different planners uh, we have on the connector side where they actually plan the the connector routes. Mm. Uh, but my more my role is more so um, when it comes to planning is more so of working with employers to help them plan strategies for uh, commuter benefits. Yeah, yeah. How'd you how'd you get into this line of work? Was it uh, Kind of an interest to you? Um, actually, it, w- it was. It was when I came to the program. Like I said, it was. It was uh, something that I actually just found the position. I found you know a little bit of interest in transportation. Mm-hmm. However, the planning side, I didn't really know exactly yeah. you know what I wanted to do on that side of things. But um, once I kind of got into the position, I learned a little bit more about commuter benefits. Um, I went on a few uh, events with my supervisor. We went out and d- done a couple of employer fairs. So I got the chance to engage with different employers, kind of see what type of strategies mm-hmm. they may find interest in. And it kind of just grew on me from that point. So mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've been kind of growing in the position, mm-hmm. and uh, I've kind of reached the point that yeah. I have just from, you know, kind of trial and error. Yeah. Seemed like a people person, I guess. You kind of have to need that uh, those people skills. Definitely. That's that's one of the more important things. In, in, in all of my jobs that I've worked in my career, I've always been working with people. So mm-hmm. that's, that's something that comes really natural to me. And uh, in this particular position, it's, it's definitely something important to be able to go out and talk to people and kind of, you know, take some of their 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 uh, their interest and then also some of their concerns and kind of be able mm-hmm. to help them to understand why some of these programs right. will be beneficial right. for them and kind of help them to, to, to create their trip okay. based on those things. So we've got, my understanding, several different programs that, that we're going to talk about today. It, let's kind of do an, uh, kind of a, a highlight overview. What are we talking about when we're talking about commuter benefits or that type of thing, programs available? Uh, give us a quick highlight or overview of what's available. Okay, yeah, there's, there's actually quite a bit of uh, programs that are out there. Hmm. Um, I think the easiest way to kind of go about doing it is where, you know, you know, of course, in our area, traffic is a, is a big issue. Yeah, so yeah. Um, the thing about that is there's there's so many different ways of going about doing it. Some people live near transit service, mm-hmm. whether that be bus or rail. Then you have people that live a little bit further out that commute to the county that don't have access to, to those services. So um, there's a number of different strategies that they can they can take to, to help them ease their commute. So um, in a situation where, as I spoke to someone that lives a little bit further out, we, where we may not go and talk to them about bus or rail service, we may try to encourage them to take advantage of carpooling and vanpooling. Mm. And then the people that live near or within a reasonable um, proximity to bus and rail service, we try to to explain to them the benefits of, of saving a little bit money of, on their gas mm-hmm. and their mm-hmm. you know, wear and tear in their vehicle. We'll encourage them to try to try the bus out, even if it's for a couple of days, uh, maybe you know one or two days per week. We do understand that people have errands to run or different 
or different reasons right. to, to have their cars. So we, we don't try to take take them out of their cars every single day unless it's something that they see the value in. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a number of different programs such as uh, the Smart Benefits is where we work with different employers and we encourage them to provide transit benefits to their staff members. Um, there's a number of different ways that that can take place. That can be through a direct transit benefit such as the federal government where they give their staff members X amount of dollars to commute every month. Oh, and then okay. you also have a pre-tax transit benefit and where a staff member can go in, they can take out a certain amount of money, which is uh, designated by the IRS to use for transit mm-hmm. subsidies every month, but they take that pre-tax out of their checks. Oh, okay, pre-tax, so, yeah. you know, So there's different savings out there. You have your telework program, you have your flex scheduling, um, and then there's another couple different programs that kind of tie into those, such as the Guarantee Ride Home program. Um, a lot of times we run into different people where they're kind of on the fence about leaving their cars, and they, they, they worry about situations where if they were to ride the bus in, and, and let's say if they have a sick child at home, you know, they don't have that car to, to get back home and, and take advantage of those situations mm-hmm. that need be. So uh, a program such as the Guarantee Ride Home allows them to sign up for free, and as long as they're taking a the commute alternative at least two days per week, um, it will provide them four free trips home per uh, per year. Oh, okay. So, you know, in the case that they don't have their vehicle, they can give, right. they can give them uh, right. the program a call, and they provide them a taxi home ride. Okay. So there's there's a lot of moving parts to this. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, and that, that's one of the more interesting things about the, the position because there's so much going on. There's a lot of information to pass along. Um, I know when I first started, one of the, one of the – the obstacles I kept running into is I had so much information to pass along. So I would go into these employer meetings and I would just be so excited to tell people <laughs> like, tell I, got, them everything, yeah. Yeah, I have this, this, and this. Um, and, and, and we had a, a great deal of success, but what I found is um, I've kind of grown a little bit more mm-hmm. into the position and I've kind of been able to, um, to master my trade to where I'll go into a position now and I'll go into a meeting and I kind of like to get a feel for what the, you know, what, what are the concerns at this particular right. site, you know, are you, you know, you feel like you want to encourage your staff to ride the bus or do you feel like, you know, you may be parking expenses are a little bit high. So, you know, it, mm. it's easier to kind of take it from that standpoint. So that way I'm spending more time right. on the problems versus right. just saying, hey, I have this big toolkit of different right. strategies. And I found that we have a lot more success yeah. in, in uh, taking maybe that approach. Maybe their business is near a, a bus stop or a metro stop or Definitely. maybe they have an opportunity to do a van pool or whatever, like you mentioned. Correct. So, um, Wow, there's just so much I don't really know <laughs> where to start. Um, if you're an em- an employer, a business, I'm assuming that it's a it would be a benefit to try to figure out if these benefits are available to your workforce, right? Because everybody's always looking to make more money. That's correct. And if you can't make more money, maybe you can reduce expenses. There you go. Yeah, that's so, correct. So if I can reduce my cost of commuting that type of thing, maybe uh, by, you know, not the wear and tear on my car, et cetera, maybe taking bus or rail or maybe getting a van pool. What's what's the benefit? What's the selling point to a business, to an employer, to to see the value or to say, hey, I want to consider doing um, this for my employees? I, w- I would say it's really two things that stand out. I would say um, in this time, employers are definitely looking at it from a standpoint of, they w- they want to offer their staff, you know, assistance. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 understand that the, the area that we live in, that you know, traffic is an issue. 
So if you have people that are attempting to make it to work and they, they may not be able to get there in a timely fashion because they're out there stuck in traffic, that you know that's something that the employers have to think about. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, um, we're also in an area where you know you you're competing for staff services. You, you know you want the, the top employees, mm-hmm. so um, they also look at it from a standpoint of having the best benefits package. So if I'm an, if I'm a uh, person that's out there and I'm looking at um, you know coming on board to one of these companies and I'm I'm kind of stuck between two, and I see on one hand this company is going to allow me to telework and they have a transit subsidy. Um, mm-hmm. You know I can come in and I can ride my bike and I have everything on site where I have, you know, the, uh, a little uh, site where they have, you know, kind of lunch services on, on site or a deli or whatnot, you're going to kind of take those things into consideration when you're picking yeah. that. If, you know, in a situation where if the money is equivalent, I'm right, sure. Right. Um, but those are the type of things that, that, you know, the millennials are looking at right now. So a lot of employers are also taking note. And, you know, I found that a lot of times, whereas I would have to, in the past, go out and kind of push these services, I'm getting calls now saying, hey, you know, we're looking at mm-hmm. doing a, a telework program. You know, how can you guys help us yeah. get them started? So uh, employers are definitely on board with these programs, and they're a lot more right. knowledgeable about them now. Well, you know, I, I know for me personally, I'm I'm not going to ride my bike to work. Yeah. You know, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> it takes a commitment. It definitely yeah. takes a commitment. You know, but there are certain other things, you know, I could do or might be willing to do, et cetera. So, is it needing to put a, a package together of multiple options for a business? Or, or are there certain situations where it could just be more tailored for a specific type of thing? Does that, does that make sense? Um, I would say the package is, is probably um, of most interest just because you're going to have people that's going to have you know different interests. Some people yeah. may be interested in riding their bike. Yeah, so, and I'm not knocking you, them. You know, you, and you definitely can't leave that out. Um, I would say that you know, kind of, kind of like how I touched on in the beginning. You have people that, that their commute is so different. Yeah. So, you know, some people don't mind taking a bus to the rail, back to the bus again. Whereas you're gonna have some people that say, "Hey, um, if I can't get a straight ride to the front of the building, I, right. I'm, I'm just gonna drive my car." Right. So, you know, we we talked to them about van pooling or carpooling, where they can still have some savings. So, you know, they, say in a situation mm-hmm. if the two of us join cars, that that splits our our, our cost in half right there. So if you can tell them, say, hey, let's get three or four people together and we'll, we'll, we'll all carpool them together, that's going to save each person wear and tear on their yeah. individual vehicles if they, if they, you know, you drive your car one day, I drive mine, or we split the gas. So uh, I think the package is, is definitely something that's important to have in place because you want to make sure that you're not leaving anyone yeah. out. Um, so that's, that's usually how, yeah. how they tend to look yeah, at and it. It's, and it, I'm assuming that, you know, many years ago it was – drive your car or take the bus. I mean, it was right. like the options now are, are so much more. Yeah, yeah, there, there's a lot a lot of different ways to look at it. And I think outside of um, riding the bus, I think the two of the most highly um, programs of interest tend to be the telework program and mm. the community benefits. Yeah. Um, the only thing that's kind of tricky about the telework program is, is you have to kind of look at what the job entails you, you know you if, if, if the position yeah, is something that you can do from home right. then you know have a little bit more flexibility to go into an employer to encourage them to do that whereas you have some sites it's just something that's not possible yeah, so yeah um, it just kind of it kind of varies from yeah. from situation to situation let's, let's talk about these benefit the benefits or, or dollars the, the things that people can actually physically see where mm-hmm. I can get a certain amount of money from either a the government or right. or, or B from my employer can let's right. talk about that a little bit uh, yeah for well for 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 now I think um, a, a lot of the the clients that I tend to work with is more in the private sector so uh, in most cases you'll see that um, a lot of those will tend to go more so to the uh, pre-tax benefit okay um, one like I said one of the the more um, 
highly recognized situations where there's a direct benefit has been with the federal government. And that's actually recently, um, it's been, it's recently been raised up to, I think it's 255. It kind of fluctuated over the past few years where it was, it was at 245 at one point, then it dropped down to 130 and then it went back up again. So I think um, we're, we're expecting to see a large spike in participation in the program because that is a, you know, a great amount of money that lets people to either take advantage of van pooling services um, or riding bus or rail. Those are the, really the only two ways that you can use your transit subsidies is, is um, in a bus situation or if you're using them for okay. uh, a van pool. So, so is that pre-tax dollars that I can get taken out of my pay that I then use to buy the transit services? Is that how that works? Well, what, well, what usually happens is um, in a direct benefit or in a trend, or in a pre-tax situation, the funds, they go on to um, a smart trip card oh, okay. every month. So every month, once you set up your uh, your smart trip card, you tie it to your company's account. And, you know, whether you have the direct or the pre-tax, every month that card is loaded with those subsidies. Gotcha. And then what will happen is if you're, say, in, in the case of you're riding the bus, once you get your smart trip card every month, you you'll use your funds. And then at the first of the month, it'll be mm-hmm. reloaded. Um, mm-hmm. In a van pool scenario, it, it works exactly the same way, but you're not physically using your card every month. What will happen is once those cards, uh, once those funds touch your card at the beginning of the month, it's automatically transferred to your um, to your van pool to cover your your seat oh, okay. cost for that month. Okay. Um, so that's usually um, how that process works. Mm-hmm. Have in your dealings with employers and employees. Um, the van pool is kind of interesting to me because while I am not um, social enough that I want to maybe be in a van with two people, five people, right. six people, and carry on conversations every day all the time, there's a lot of people that would find a lot of value and benefit, as you said, of splitting the cost of the ride with three or four people, but also that social aspect of right. getting to know people. Is that is that a, a big part of it? That that that's the key. That's the key to it, actually. And and setting up a van is probably one of the more um, the trickier strategies. But I think it's one of the more um, successful ones. If you can get a really good group of people together that, that as you mentioned, are, are are comfortable with riding each other mm-hmm. on a regular uh, riding with each other on a regular basis, or um, enjoy spending just time, being able to enjoy, yeah, talking, it, socializing. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's really tricky because you have so many different personalities mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, it's just kind of tough to get those people, not not to mention all from the same location. All so, right, you know, true. to go into the same um, to work site, but you also want to make sure that, you know, they get along. Yeah. Because so many vans, they they they're up and running, and they may, you know, tend to 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 break up for for smaller smaller issues like that. So, um, what we try to do is, in our process, what we do, one of the first steps that we do is we'll go to an employer and we do what we call a density plot. Hmm. to where we, we get the addresses from where all of the uh, staff members work and we'll plot those on the GIS map. Hmm. So that way we can go into the, the work site and we'll, we'll put these maps up all throughout the building so that people can kind of trump up conversation. They'll go up to it and say, oh, this is, this is where I am. Because a lot of times people don't realize they have people that live near them. That's true. That's and, true. And yeah. usually one of the first things when we're talking to them at a, like a, at a transportation fair, the first thing they say is, uh, nobody lives near me. Right. <laughs> and they, they just don't know. Yeah. So once we get those maps up there, it kind of gets them to talk and say, oh, this is me. And then, you know, somebody might be standing, oh, that's me over there. So they, it kind of gets them to kind of open their mind about doing uh, doing the strategy. And then the next step we'll do is we'll go and we'll, we'll start to do uh, formation meetings mm-hmm. where we may say, okay, if you're a resident from the Stafford area, 
you know, come meet us in the cafeteria at this time. And then we'll get all those people together and we start to get the conversations going to where it's saying, okay, well, what time do you show up for work? Mm-hmm. Or well, what time do you leave? What days do you, you know, drive in? And then we'll kind of start the conversations to the point where we can kind of start to mix and match those people yeah. and getting them uh, into a situation where yeah. we can pair them up. Yeah. And if you form a van pool, is it one person is always the driver? Do they rotate or is it, um, is it stand? It, it varies. Um, okay. I think the mo- in more successful scenarios, you have it where you have a um, a driver and you have a backup. Oh, okay. A- and sometimes you just have that one individual that just doesn't mind driving. Right, right. Um, but then you also have vans where one person drives one day a week, and, and oh, it kind of it kind of switches yeah, up because you're definitely going to have the, the people that want to sit in the back and, and read a book or you know yeah, take a nap yeah, or yeah. you know maybe catch up on their their uh, work on their laptop. So. Um, you know, like, like I said, that's one of the benefits because there's so many different reasons why it can be successful. Yeah. Uh, but then you're going to have the smaller things that can kind of become an issue or what radio station we're going to listen to in the morning right. or, <laughs> you know, are we going to who's going to bring the snacks in the morning? Who's oh, bring yeah. the coffee? So, um, you know, so we, we we've had we've had good examples and we've had situations where it haven't went so well. But I feel like um, it's definitely uh, a suitable strategy for people that are, are traveling from longer distances. We ha- I mean, if you. If you think about it, there's a lot of people that, that commute into our area for jobs, and I, I'm aware of people that come from the Richmond area that, that commute up oh to, you know, up to D.C. every every day. So, I mean, it, wow. it's, it's, a, it's a suitable long-distance uh, long strategy for that, and, um, you know, it's something that we try to encourage people to do. Yeah. A, a lot of different programs, and I know we're just we're really just scratching the surface here and not really being able to go, you know, uh, deep into anything. First of two questions I want to talk to you about, employer-specific. Okay. Um, what would be something you would tell right now, an employer listening? Um, if, I, if I can speak to an employer, there's actually a, a perfect timing because there, there's a program that we just uh, kicked off um, right around the time when the, when the Silver Line opened. And uh, this is a partnership that we have with uh, Metro, and it's called the Smart Benefits Plus 50 Program. Hmm. Uh, so what we did is with the, with the Silver Line opening up, we wanted to encourage um, people to try the service out. And not only that, we wanted to, to be able to go into an employer sites and kind of encourage them to implement a transit benefit program. Mm. So the Smart Benefits Plus 50, what it is, is in order to take advantage, it's an incentive to where we're going to provide people that are new to transit service. So people that are currently just driving in by themselves, mm-hmm. we, we want to encourage them to try out bus or rail. So we're, we're providing them with a $50 one-time incentive to try out the service. Oh wow! So for someone that's been driving in every day and they, you know, they may live near a bus or a rail, but they've just been driving in, we will give them that $50 on a smart trip card. Now, in order to get that $50, they have to, we have to work with the company to sign up for a free smart benefits account. Okay. And this is one thing that I don't, I don't think employers knew in the past is that setting up a smart benefits account itself and the account is just to manage, to manage the staff members and put them in the account is free. Oh, okay. Now, they can still set it up for free, and they can set it up as a pre-tax to where the employer doesn't have to give anything. So once they do wow. that, they will they will promote the Smart Benefits, Benefits Plus 50 program internally and say, hey, if you guys want to try this out, we're going to give you $50 to, to, to try the service out. So and what that 50 is paid by the employer? That, no, that's, paid, that, that's, that's, that's an incentive that, the, oh. that we're providing oh, uh, wow. the Department of Transportation. Wow. So really no cost to the employer. Yeah, no cost to them. To the business. So, and that, that's, been one of the, that's been one of the big key points of it. Oh, and wow. um, so what happens is once those individuals say, hey, I want to try this out, we give them their card with $50 on it. They ride the bus for a couple of days just to see how they like it. And the good thing about it is there's no long-term commitment. Now, they do have to sign up initially to get in. But if they say, let's say if they ride the bus for three days and say, you know, hey, I'm just going to go back to driving, they can automatically take themselves out the program. 
but the, 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 the actual goal of the incentive is to get them to try it out, and our hope is that they actually find that commuting in via bus or rail is actually a benefit to them, even if it's for two days per week or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And then, you know, in the best-case scenario, they, they start to, to drive in on a more regular basis. Right. Um, and like I said, that's program, that program has been around since uh, July 2014. Um, up to date, we have 21 companies that are, are new to transit benefits program. Wow. So these are companies that didn't have transit subsidies in place that we went in in that time frame. It's been a little over a year. And now we have 21 companies that have wow. participated. And at those 21 companies, we have over 500 people that, that took advantage of the $50 incentive that tried to service out. Yeah. And I think uh, I want to say about last year we did a retention rate um, survey, and I think we had over 60% of the wow, people that's pretty good. that you know actually stayed in those programs yeah. after they participated. Wow! So the Smart Benefits program was uh, you know was absolutely successful. Yeah. Wow, that's a huge program that if you're a business so you could take advantage of. That sounds awesome. Definitely. And just uh, just think about it. Even you know if one if everybody just took transit one day a week how many cars would be off the road and Definitely. how much quicker all of our commutes would yeah, be. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it, and it takes one individual at a time. And that, that's, that's the, the part about my job that I love is that I get to, to you know, not only help people, but even if I, I can say I help one person that day, yeah. then I feel like I, I've done my job because yeah. it, it takes a lot of, um, you know, exp- of communicating these programs to people. It takes a lot to, to change that, that mindset yeah. of, of needing to have your car. But I think, as the millennials start to get out there, they're they're actually championing our programs for us mm-hmm. because they, you know they're they're really interested in different strategies and alternatives. And uh, like I said, it's making my job that much easier yeah. to know that we have individuals that see the benefit of the programs to where I don't really have to go out there and convince them of it. They they come to me and say, "Hey, I heard about this program, and I wanna I wanna take this back to my employer and talk about it." So I and I have a champion right there yeah. to go back and do that work for Not me. Not having so. to sell it, you're just having to yeah. walk them through the system. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it makes it so much easier yeah. that way. Um, well, and that was actually the second question I was going to ask you, which you which you hit on beautifully. There was about the the employee. Uh, getting it. And uh, unfortunately, there are several more questions I want to ask you, but I, I got to end with one question because of time. Sure. Um, more information, because there's a lot of stuff here, a lot of great value, a lot of great benefits that employees and employers uh, can get access to. Website, telephone number, how can folks get up with, with you or the program and find more information? Oh, uh, well, you can definitely reach me directly um, at my line is 703. 703- Eight seven seven five six four one. But I would encourage anyone who has interest in any of the programs we have to uh, we have everything up on our website, which you can reach at uh, www.fairfaxcounty.gov/backslash/department uh, uh, of transportation. Is that DOT or is it? Just yeah, that's DOT. Okay, yeah. so fairfaxcounty.gov/dot. Yeah, and, and we have now. we have information on all of our programs there. Um, so that you can you can find out about specific programs of interest or, you know, like I said, it's, it's a lot more easier to reach out to me directly as well. Yeah. Um, if you have interest and I can work with um, use that work with HR departments to kind right. of get right. um, any programs of interest. Uh, okay. implemented. Well, we've talked about smart benefits, plus 50 teleworking, flex scheduling, guaranteed ride home, uh, you know, all the benefits of riding transit, not not only from the business standpoint, but the employee standpoint, van pools, carpools, a lot of options out there. So really, it's just a matter of uh, taking that step, reaching out and uh, and making it happen. Definitely. And if I can just add one one last takeaway. Absolutely. With that. And uh, I, I know over the over the last five years, we've been working with so many different employers in Fairfax County. And one thing that I did want to, to bring light to is um, 
during that time, we created a, um, a recognition ceremony, which we've been doing, mm-hmm. like I said, since 2010. And it's only for the companies that have implemented high-level programs, mm-hmm. so such as telework, transit benefit. So what we've done is we've recognized over 57 companies. Wow. And this is through the Best Workplaces for Commuters program. So these are, these are, these are companies that are, are taking large steps to put these programs in place, and we, we created that program just to recognize companies within Fairfax County, just to give them a little bit of local and national recognition. Sure. Um, so I, do, I did want to make sure to mention that there, uh, we, we have about 57 companies. That's awesome. And we just had a ceremony this past December where we, we invited everyone back, and we had a uh, presentation of, of awards in front of the uh, Board of Supervisors yeah. this year. So we're really excited about Very that program. Good. All right. Well, unfortunately, we're uh, actually over time that we've got on the County Conversation podcast, but I want to thank Marcus Moore for uh, being with us here from Fairfax County's Department of Transportation. Uh, so much information. We probably should have broken this down into two or three <laughs> different shows, but Marcus, Definitely. thanks for uh, for sharing, and uh, uh, hopefully you'll get a lot of uh, phone calls with uh, folks wanting to learn more. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me here today, Absolutely. Jim. Thanks to you for listening to the County Conversation. If you need uh, more county news and information, you can always go online to fairfaxcounty.gov slash news, or you can call 703-FAIRFAX. That's 703-324-7329. Weekdays between 8 a.m and 4.30 p.m. The County Conversation is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia Government.